Welcome to the Everyday Ninja Podcast, brought to you by Ninja Park Australia. The podcast where we bring you stories from everyday ninjas, movers, athletes, fitness enthusiasts, and more. My name is Mitch Bird, and my co-host is the man, Luke Hurtigen. Let's get started. Okay, we are joined today by Benny Wright. There's a lot of uh, variety in his intro I've got here. Um, Benny is an Australian Ninja Warrior competitor for season four. Um, He's a teacher, a heavy metal musician, a vegan, a beard and tattoo enthusiast. Is that about cover it, Benny? Yeah, that's that pretty much sums it all up, hey? Pretty much just your Instagram bio, I think. Yeah, I see you've been stalking that a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, plenty, plenty on there. How's your day been? Yeah, pretty good so far. Just, you know, trained three times a day. Not the usual sort of day, but yeah. Cool. So, standard, standard Ninja Warrior stuff? Yeah, plenty of Ninja Warrior stuff. So, mate, obviously your run aired on Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about the process, the whole experience going down to Melbourne, shooting that and what it's been like since. Yeah, so like in the lead up to the actual Ninja Warrior and going down to Melbourne, a lot of training was involved, a lot of me prepping myself mentally and physically. So going to the gym, going to the Ninja Park, training, diet. So for about six months, didn't touch a drop of alcohol, which was very good for my body. Um, When actually going down to Melbourne, it was... um, it was a bit daunting, especially flying on the airplane all by myself. It was. Never done that all by myself before, so it's kind of a bit, a bit scared, a bit anxious about it all. You've never been on an airplane by yourself? Not by myself. Do you have a bit of a fear of flying? Is that a thing? Fear of heights. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's about as high as you're getting. Yeah, but look, um, being down there, being on the course itself was an absolutely amazing experience. It was something... I've aimed for for a few years now. Um, I've faced injuries in the past, which sort of stopped me, but standing there looking at, you know, at the obstacles in front of me, I was like, this is amazing. When you're not on the course, behind the scenes, just hanging out with the other ninjas was amazing. Um, some of the people who I was hanging out with, like Rice and Klein, you have Charlie Robbins and all the other ninjas, it's, it's, they make you feel welcome, like a community. So we're literally backstage playing hacky sack, chilling out. <laughs> yeah, that's talking. awesome. Yeah. Let's do a ninja stuff. Yeah, cool. Now, that, I think that's one of the best things you can see about the ninja community. They're all, um, they may be a little competitive, but they all seem, um, seem really uh, supportive of each other. And even in the ninja gym community, it's the same thing. So, um, yeah, hopefully it stays that way, which is great. If you had to um, boil it down to one thing, what was the, what was the, best part of the whole experience would you say i guess the best part is just having you know the opportunity to go down and for me like i want to go on the show to then show my students that you know you can if you try your hardest anything's possible i um i tried out for the 2019 series and i got accepted to go to the tryouts in sydney but then i tore my acl so couldn't go down there so, you know, not even a year later and I went back down, tried out and got the opportunity to do that. So that's a pretty impressive turnaround too with a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. That can be brutal. 
But what was it like, mate, on the uh, starting block? So just before you're about to go for your run, tell me a little bit about that. Is your nerves? Is the heart pounding through the chest? What, what's what's the feeling like, mate? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I was quite nervous standing up there. Even before then, I was thinking about all all the obstacles and going through it in my head, how to overcome each one. And it was that mental game in the end that I think got to me. Physically, I've got the capabilities to do the obstacles, but mentally, I was overthinking it. I let the nerves get the best of me. Yeah. So did the nerves sort of continue on throughout the obstacles or were they sort of, did they dissipate as soon as you took off or was it something that you just, you were still thinking a lot and found yourself processing a lot as you were going through those sort of first couple of obstacles? I think for me, oh yeah, I was thinking a lot about what I was doing as I was doing it uh, rather than letting my body sort of and my mind just be one and have that free flow sort of effect. So I guess definitely, you know, a lot of competitions to come and just working on doing each obstacle as it comes rather than thinking about it. Yeah. And I think that that's something you, you can definitely say, even just watching the show and um, or even just in general races um, that we run as well. Like you can see um, the guys on the show that, that have done it before, I think the biggest difference is they, they look a lot more relaxed and, and a lot more comfortable yeah. out there. So it's less of that. They all say that there's always nerves, but same with any high-level competition, but it's just that that comfort out on the field having done it before so um do you feel like going back next time that that's probably going to make the biggest difference yeah i think you know now that i've actually experienced that i've been on the course you know i've um done a few of the obstacles not many but some of them <laughs> yeah but now i've got a taste for it so i know what to expect next time awesome. i know what i what sort of prep i should be doing yeah. mentally and physically to you know help me and the um the the bridge of blades was the obstacle you um got knocked out on went for a swim yep. um, how, how much do you hate that obstacle mate watching the the show on tv i've seen all the other ninjas do it some of them get past it which was majority of them got past it <laughs> but um yeah i think I guess the frustrating thing is too, right? If you could have ran that straight back, you would have nailed it. Yeah, well, I know, I know now the way I hit that bridge of blades is how you'd hit the steps at the beginning. So I wasn't, I wasn't moving fast. I was going platform by platform. Too heavy on the feet. Yep. So I've had a lot of students say to me, oh, Mr. Wright, what happened? And I said, look, I just had a big meal beforehand, weighed me down. Have they been heckling you, the kids? Oh, mate. <laughs> It was on the Monday. I know if that was my school teacher, I would be hammering you about yeah. that. Yeah, they've, they've got on, on the Monday, I went to work and I literally got a round of applause from some kids. I rock up, I got a, a note from one kid saying, look, you're so inspiring. Um, they even, they quoted me. They said, it's not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside that counts. And I'm like, that's, that's amazing. Some kids, yes, heckling saying, what happened? Why didn't you go further? Uh, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. And mate, what about your DMs? You find a lot of people slip into your DMs after a bit of prime time on Channel Nine. No, I, I actually the, I, the I, follow the Instagram followers going through the roof, or what? Yeah, or the followers have. I've had a fair few come up, and I've actually had to be careful. You know, make sure there's no students that are adding me and whatnot, because 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Yes, policies and whatnot. But in regards to DMs, I had one person contact me trying to get me involved in some sort of company. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> but that's about it so far. Cool. We'll see how that evolves, I guess. Talk us through, um, talk us through what, what the feeling was when you did come off the old school. Like, what was the first thing went through your mind? Or um, did it take you a while to actually realise what had happened? Um, I guess as I was going through, I thought I was pretty sweet with the first few steps. And then as I came down, I think it was the third step on that, that uh, bridge of blades and just feeling the bridge slowly fall. I'm like in my head, nut. I'm out because I went to catch as well, catch the other platform with my hands and that's instant. Um, yeah. DQ as soon as you touch with the hand. So fell in, but at the same time, I wasn't too, I was a little bit disappointed, but not over the top. I was in the back of my head going, well, you've made it this far and that's an achievement in itself. So I know try to focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Good mentality. Did you have a little uh, chat to Freddie Flintoff afterwards? And what did he have to say? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, he came up to me and he's like, Oh, what happened, mate? I said, Oh, no one told me the thing spun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, he might be gone soon. Anyway, I think they might recruit uh, Mitch in Idaho to show in the next couple of seasons. <laughs> Look, if yeah. you guys, if you guys went on there though, you know, <laughs> put your, your foot in the door so you can then go compete yourselves. It'll boost boost the ratings. I don't know if they have enough money to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can't afford us just yet. But who knows? If the show gets a little bit more popular, they might be able to foot the bill. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see how we go after another couple of episodes on here. Um, so we know firsthand that you've definitely been training hard um, since filming's been on. So it's been a while now. So um, you're definitely putting in the work. Are there any areas that you're training that you, you feel like you really need to focus on um, getting from the, the filming of last season? Um, my two biggest parts of training uh, after falling off on the, you know, the bridge of blades, I'm trying to focus a lot on my agility. So I've been doing a little bit of that at the park, just using the steps, seeing how fast I can get through it. I've been even doing that at work with my students. So setting up little obstacle courses with just witches hats. They love it. They don't realize I'm training this well, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of just um, upper body. I've been working on my lachets, just trying to get them, like precisionless lachets and seeing how much distance I can get as well. Because if you have a look at the course, um, that's, it's just a lot of upper body. You have it maybe one or two obstacles that require quick feet, but the rest is upper body strength and that endurance. So that's what I'll be training for the next year until season <laughs> five. Obviously, we've got your, your brother in here now, Adam Wright, um, training no, with us. We won't talk about him. <laughs> we've been training with us here at Ninja Park, Newcastle. And I've seen already you guys are obviously really competitive with each other. Yeah, um, yeah. How, how much of an impact and influence has that had on your athleticism and ability to be able to compete in these sort of things, having that sort of brotherly rivalry pushing you throughout the years? Hey, that's, not, not just in, I mean, your ninja stuff, but in your music and everything. as a person as well. Yeah, ever, ever since we were kids, we always pushed each other. It was... We, two of the yeah. nicest guys in Australia, the Wright brothers. <laughs> we, we look like two of the meanest guys, covered in tats and whatnot, but... Wouldn't yeah. want to meet them in an alleyway. Yeah. Both in heavy metal bands. <laughs> but yeah, so as kids, we used to push each other. Like we, 
rode our BMXs and I'd make him do a jump. It, you know, I said, if you want to play my PlayStation, you have to do that jump. So started off doing that. When he got a bit older and he got faster, would you know have races, would wrestle. And then as we've got into our weights, doing going to the gym, it was oh okay now Adam can outlift me. So I'd go heavier. So he would go heavier. With the ninja stuff, that was a you know a whole new alley for us. And we'll both sort of it's it's new to us. So we're saying okay let, let's just push each other, see how far we can go. And if you see us, like, whether it be in a class or just, you know, free play, we're just always trying to come up with new challenges. And it, we're brothers, so it's, it's always competitive. Who, who's the better it, sibling? Yeah, it's great. It's great to watch. Well, it's great to get involved in because I'm obviously pretty competitive as well. So we, we have some good fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it, uh, has he got any, any plans of joining you on, the, on next season? Oh, mate, he, he planned even back... Before I did my ACL, we both applied and um, we both made it to those tryouts. Yeah. But obviously with me doing the ACL, it's affected both of our opportunities. But he's he's going for next year as well. He's quite the athlete as well. We're actually going to do a uh, Ninja Com this weekend. Uh, yeah. Which right brother do you think is going to take it out? Who's who's going to get the nod? Look. I believe, it, I believe much, he's actually beaten you in the first two that you've done. Is that correct? Well, I, I don't know where you're getting this information from. Um, <laughs> Look, yeah, <laughs> as much as I, I'd like to say I would, I would beat him and whatnot, he's very um, athletic. He's, what, six foot two. He's lean muscle. And, yeah, he's got a lot of strength to him. So, I know, he, he's someone to, to look out for. Yeah. Cool. I guess that's, that's part of the beauty of Ninja is um, anyone can win on the day as long as you've got a few skills and you've been training hard. Um, yeah, anything can happen. Exactly. Cool. Um, and uh, heading back to this season of the show, because obviously it's still running at the moment. Yeah. Um, and what, what are your thoughts on, on the heat courses as a whole? From what I've seen, I would say they've, they've been pretty tough this year, a little bit tougher than normal. Yeah, look, everything that's been on there is something that I compare it to the, the ninja competitions that, you know, you have like the NCL and whatnot. Um, and those comps, the obstacles they have there are really hard. And then it seems like they're incorporating a lot more of those obstacles into the Ninja Warrior. So you have a look at the, the basket toss, for example. And that was the gap they had there between the two baskets was insane. Definitely they're starting to bring in some more elite level stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the, the calibre of, of Ninja's getting better every year. So I feel like they've... They probably felt the need to pick up the pace, but you could definitely see there were there were less, um, I would say, less finishes this year in the heats. Now, what about yeah. your thoughts on the power tower, mate? Do you love Ooh. the concept? Hate it? Love it? The concept of it's pretty cool. You know, getting that, I guess, for the heats, getting that 10-second, you know, extra, the, the head start, whatever you want to call it. That's a, It's amazing. I reckon what they've done now with the grand final, that's just absolute game changer Giving yeah it is a, well, get, a second get, chance getting a rerun is like is absolute game changer you're right so i, I don't know but i love the idea of head to head i think the head to head, oh, head, to head. is great i'd like to see more of that i, I love seeing people go head to head it's phenomenal even yeah. even if they had two courses side by side well because you're forced to go fast and right you can't play it safe some of the frustrating stuff for me to watch is people playing it safe 
And as yeah, a spectator, I want to watch people just tear in and either like charge through <laughs> or wipe out hard, you know, like yeah, just getting after it. My heat with, with Charlie and Bryson, and I, I didn't get to, I don't think I got to see those guys on the night, but they were, you know, they ran just one side of the steps and they were powering through it. It was 47 yeah. and 48 seconds. Like, that's insane. Yeah. So if they were side by side on two courses, I reckon it would take another few seconds. And off. I get it, yeah, I get it's different when you're out there, but as a spectator, like that's the kind of stuff I want to see, right? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. And that they've done that at welds and stuff before. So they do it in other other areas of the ninja community. And yeah, it's just a it's a whole different ball game to watch for sure. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, if if we can have a few more head-to-head areas in the show. I think that'll, um, yeah, keep up the entertainment. But I guess that's what makes those guys like Bryson Klein and Charlie and um, Ashlyn. That's what makes them popular. It's that that adrenaline of their runs and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the speed and finesse they have. So what about the prospects for this year? Who's who's going to take it out? Oh, look, from what I've, from what I've seen... There's a few big, you know, players and even newbies coming along that are, you know, have got me thinking there's going to be a, a new winner this year. Someone... I'm not sure. I think I could really see after last night, I could see Charlie Robbins going back to back, especially now getting that rerun. You know I mean? Winning the power tower is everything going into the grand final. Yeah. yeah look, if I was money on someone, I'd definitely be Charlie at this point. Um, well, I, I, liked Bowles. I, I thought Bowles was going to be a bolter. Like they were all talking about him, apparently, that he was going to be the man. Yeah. I think for him, or with the heats, obviously, it was him going too fast. And that that was with that first little shay. I thought he was going to have the speed on Charlie, but Charlie blew him away from the start of that um, race. I mean, he caught up. They had a little bit of a fumble up across the monkey bars or whatever thing it was. But um, Charlie had the speed on him straight away up the steps. Yeah, well, you might think maybe it was the heats that pushed him back. Because I think he definitely moved faster in the heats when he came off yeah. in the semis. So maybe that's in the back of his mind. He, he was slowing himself down a little bit, even when uh, he hit the power tower. I think for a lot of people as well, um, when Ashland came off Who? with those, the tramps, uh, the Lachey tramps, whatever they were I called. I actually missed Ashland's run oh. when he fell. Oh. I think that could have, have spooked a fair few ninjas as well. I know yeah. finding out that one of the, you know, the big hitters in there. Are they the two though? Or can you see anyone else beating either of those two? I reckon Zach has a good chance. Yeah, well, I think Bryson has a chance. Um, there's like, there's quite a few. It's really, it's, it's ninja. So at the end of the day, um, someone could just have some, some luck or get the right obstacles on the night or matches their skills well. And we know most, of, at least most of the top level guys are going to get up Mount Midoriyama if they get to it. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, we know, we know a whole lot of them can do it. Bryson did it um, uh, uh, versus the world. So um, I, I seriously think it's anyone's game, but if I was going to put money on someone, it would be Charlie at this point. Who, who would you want to win other than, you know, who you think? I think I'm on the Charlie bandwagon now. Like I was until last night. I just, yeah, I really enjoyed that run. Yeah. Charlie almost won won me over, but uh, I reckon Bryson, I'd like to see Bryson win it. He's always, he's been pretty close before and. He's always uh, up there, but never has quite got it. Yeah. No, he's just. Who's who's the rank outside do you think could possibly get the job done? You know what? The dark horse. It'd be absolutely amazing. She's always been up there. 
<laughs> and I mean, she's, she can achieve, she can overcome all those obstacles. The time isn't as fast as the guys, but imagine if Olivia, if she was to win it. I don't think she can do it, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Time-wise, no, but I reckon ability-wise, she's... I think, I think the problem will be because the, the grand final is a lot more dependent on speed. Yeah. yeah. It's just speed. So that's going to be her biggest challenge. She's done awesome before, and it'd be amazing to see, but I think that'd be her biggest challenge is to see. She has been probably faster this year, but... Yeah, definitely. Um, she's a beast. It'll be... It'd be really a world first. So um, I don't know. Let's see. I, I would never say it, I, it won't happen. I, <laughs> I think the only way she wins it is furthest fastest. I mean, no, that doesn't make sense. He's, you know, he's completing the course. If, you know yeah. I mean, it's everyone else. That's, what, that's what I'm thinking. If, yeah. I, I, I can see her getting through the course, yeah. but yeah. I couldn't see her getting through the fastest if other people got through. I reckon a lot will it'll come down to their mental But game. she could do that because like, she's really um, strategic and tactical with her making her way through the course, you know what I mean? She's... But then in saying that, so was Bryson the other night using his... Yeah, but you see them guys come undone with speed. That's not something she's going to do. She's not going to come undone because of her, her speed or, or that kind of error. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's not much ego there. She kind of takes her time to get through everything. But um, yeah, that, oh, it's anyone's show, so we'll just have to um, keep watching to find out, I guess. That's it. Uh, but yeah, we lost uh, lost a couple of good ones this year too, pretty early. So obviously oh. Ashton, Dan Barefoot Ninja's out. So he was second last year. So um, yeah, anyone's game. That was a shock. I had no, I had no idea about the semis. Yeah. So I'm there sitting on my couch and I'm <laughs> there going, oh no, what's happened? <laughs> so yeah, quite quite shock, shocking. Is it a different different experience watching it from home now that you've been on the show? Oh, definitely. And you know, having met some of those uh, fellow contestants, you're there going, oh, you know, they're, they're a pretty good person. Did you hit it off with anyone? Who was the coolest kind of cat out the back? Oh, there's one guy I end up hanging out with. He only got shown a little bit. His name's Tony, and absolutely great dude. Just hung out. Um, Rainer. He came up to me a few times, sussing out the tattoos. And I mean, there's quite a few tattoos. At one point, I turn around, he's just checking out my back. <laughs> Get on uh, Benny's Instagram and check out his tattoos if you haven't seen them already. Yeah, it's just a few. <laughs> um, big, big question. Who do we think is going to win State of Origin? Well, New South Wales will win that easily. I yeah, mean, we're just saying that. Hands down, there's no doubt. Oh, look, I, I don't know. I haven't had a look who's on the teams. I'm not sure how they're... Um... I reckon, no, nah, New South Wales for sure. Hey? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit torn because obviously I'm from New South Wales, but... I'm what do you bit... mean you're torn, Mitch? You, <laughs> what, you, you moved to Queensland and that's it. Just turn you back on your heritage. I've been here 12 months now, but uh, if, if we're talking about the footy, then I'd never waver. It's New South Wales all the way. But I don't know. I'm close to all the Queensland guys up here. Um yeah, most of them are up in Brisbane, so not far from me. I don't know. You, you like the Greg Inglis of Ninja. Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Born and bred in New South Wales. Go and, <laughs> go and hang out with the Queensland guys, play a bit of footy with them, and that's it. <laughs> you can't, you can't give me that. No, I guess I'll, um, I'll have to see who's, who's in the teams first and um, make my decision, but um, we'll see. I, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be a close, close call no matter what. Um, yeah. 
I guess moving moving away from the Ninja Warrior show side of stuff, um, Benny, what was it? What was it in your past that kind of drew you to this type of training? Have, have you always been an active kid growing up, or? Yeah, look, um, growing up, like when I was in primary school, I was always active, you know, playing outside in the backyard with my brother, with, you know, neighbourhood friends, playing cricket, footy, whatever we had around, riding bikes. I got, you know, went about year five, year six, got into my athletics, found out I was actually fast, could jump. So, you know, did that for a while, went to state level, won medals and whatnot. So I've got that, that background there in athletics and sports. And I followed that all throughout high school. Um, and then when I moved down to Newcastle, which was about when I was 20, 21, that's when I sort of got into more doing weights. And then I ended up doing something silly, as every young male does, and lift really heavy weights and get an injury. So I ended up getting a hernia. And after the surgery, I got myself into uh, calisthenics because... I thought it'd be good to work with the body and be more body aware. And from that, this, the guy I was training with, um, Mikkel, he's just, um, yeah, he got me into that, you know, actually let's use a bar, let's do, learn some muscle ups, let's, you know, work on some little transfers and whatnot. And then that led me here to the Ninja Park where I was like, oh, let's see where I can go with this. Yeah, well, he never leaves the place. You can't get him out. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> He's got some work to do. He's got a point to prove. But yeah, so it's, it's always been part of my background, being sporty, I guess. Mate, what, would you, what kind of advice would you give to any up-and-comers, any uh, future ninjas wanting to get into the sport? I mean, for those future ninjas that want to get into it, obviously it's, it's good to talk to someone that is involved in the ninja community and pick their brains, get as much information as you can, even on you know, okay, what, what do you have to do to get involved? Once you're involved, okay, what sort of techniques do I need to work on? Because I found when I first started, technique wasn't quite there. Even now, I was hitting up um, Mick in class and just talking about technique when we're doing the traverse box. And, you know, should I be doing straight arms or should I be having my arms at right angles? And... That's something we've talked about in the last few shows, right? Is that you've never mastered it all with Ninja. There's always the next thing. There's always another technique. There's always something else to learn. Yeah. And I think that's where you're right. Well, it's great to be surrounded by a lot of different people because we all have strengths and weaknesses and you can pick each other's brains about that's specific exactly stuff. It. And I can pick up a bit of your skills that might be weaknesses of mine and vice versa. Yeah. And it's kind of, I, I guess, that old, um, old martial arts mentality. You're always learning and um, you're always a beginner and it's a, it's a lifelong kind of journey. Because I think with... Um, with something like Ninja, there's so many skills you can focus on. Like you can, you can start to work on one area, but then you'll find another area that you need to work on and start to improve in another area. And there's so many different things that are going on. So it's constantly evolving. And, and I think versus other styles of training, it's, um, it just stays so much more interesting for longer, for sure. That's it. Like, I mean, with the variety of obstacles that exist and will then, you know, actually brought up they've probably just got engineers working around the clock making new obstacles well the possibilities are infinite right you can just come up with another obstacle and yeah. another obstacle you yeah. could develop a new grip or a new thing to jump from another platform it's just like it's going to go on and on the sky's yeah. the limit with what they've got out there 
it's endless. I sat down to try and write some um, just some changeable options for our courses at Ninja Park, and like it, it's just so hard to to decide what to put on the list. Yeah. It's, um, there's just a million ways to change things or add things or move things or um, and it changes the uh, stability of an obstacle or um, the strength or the reach you need so um, and all different body types as well suit so different obstacles and different skills so there's definitely something for everyone um, what type of uh, advice would you give someone who's thinking about applying for the show um Advice I would probably give them is, is this advice for you, Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you never know. Yeah, just ask them for a mate. No. Just ask them for a mate. <laughs> I, I reckon the advice that I'd give just from applying for, you know, two seasons, um, try or you need to sell yourself. So, you know, if they ask you questions, you need to make sure you answer in full. Make sure you make it as exciting as possible. It, you're trying to you know, get the judges, the the promoters and whatnot to actually have a look at your application and pull it out. So I found with mine, even my videos, I made them a little bit quirky. So I stood out from everyone else. Um, you need to have a great backstory, essentially. So if you've got a good backstory, if you've got amazing ninja skills, you're set. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, for you, Mitch, you can just tell them that you betrayed New South Wales and you're hanging out with the <laughs> up there in Queensland and, and that might be enough to get you out on the show. <laughs> Story of betrayal. I guess, um, I guess for you, it's uh, being a, a tattooed teacher, heavy metal musician, vegan, all of that stuff is, is kind of your, your brand. Look, I think it is quite a story, and we probably don't have the time to go into all that. But I'd like to probably get you back on and dig into some of the, oh, the veganism, sure. the um, heavy metal band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely should go through a bit more of your background and stuff. Um, I guess the the last question we've got is something we've been asking everyone that comes on the podcast, including ourselves. Um, if you were to give yourself at twelve years old some advice, what would it be? I reckon the 12-year-old me, he was a lot different. He was not as outgoing as what I am now. So I'd tell 12-year-old Ben not to be afraid and just to get out there and give it a go straight away. Like 12-year-old me, yeah, I was in a dance group when I was in school, but that's still not as out there as what I am now. I didn't put myself out there. So even sport-wise, it was more I was individual-based. I never went for team sports. So if I just got out there and had more of a go, it could have given me more opportunities, I guess. I think though, like that's something you would probably always say in reflection, do you think? Yeah, I guess I guess that applies to everyone for sure. Yeah, I mean, in looking back, yeah. you go like, no, no matter what you did, I think you'd always look back, back and go, yeah, I could have did more. I should have did this, you know. Yeah, yeah it is a, it's a hard question, but it's, it's good, like we always say, just to reflect on. On, yeah. um, and I always battle that question too, because would you want him to change it? Would you want to be different than what you are now? Or would you just be appreciative of the journey? That's it. Like the, would you want the 12 year old Benny to learn it on his own or like, would and what, you would you, would, would you even be who you are today if you hadn't had that's that question? That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. And that's what I like to think that everything that I've gone through in my life, like on my journey, it's happened for a reason and it's made me the person I am. Yeah. So, 
Well, you're doing, you're doing all right for yourself. I'd say the only other piece of advice I'd suggest you give your 12-year-old self is to run faster on the Bridge of Blades. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> don't get wet. Don't go yeah, for swim. Exactly. <laughs> How was the water? Is the water like freezing cold? Because obviously it's a, a crazy time of day when you're, when you're on the course. Look, from memory, it didn't seem that cold. But at the same time, I had that much adrenaline pumping through my body. It, it could, probably was like some stupidly cold temperature and I'm just there, you know, going, yeah, this is awesome. So, but to me, it felt, it felt warm. Yeah. You wouldn't have felt it if it was minus 10. Yeah. No, just in, in the moment completely. Well, Benny, um, thanks for coming on today. And uh, I know we'll, um, we'll watch your training really closely, but we'll definitely jump back on and do another podcast episode, dive a little bit deeper into um, you and your past, maybe get you and your brother on the same time as well. So we can get a little bit of, a little bit of banter going on there. Yeah, we could do that. Definitely. <laughs> he would love it. We'll get the Wright Brothers combo. Yeah. Thanks what? for having us on. Hey, no, easy. Wright Brothers has a good ring to it as well. Oh, it is. Well, it's the Wright Brothers that they, there's and something to do with the um, plane. The planes. Yeah. The Wright yeah. Brothers. I was looking it up the other day. You know why? Because we fly. Yeah, well, I was going to make a, jo- a ninja joke about that, actually. We'll get, get you some shirts, mate. No, thanks heaps for coming on, mate. And, um, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you in next season and all of your training leading up to it. Awesome.